This is Illinois in Focus. For Illinois News Network, I'm Cole Lauterbach. Coming up, we'll look at the latest census data showing every metropolitan area in the state losing population, a poll showing a third of Chicagoans thinking about leaving their city, and a proposal to require kids to start school at five years old, as well as getting commentary from Illinois News Network publisher Chris Krug and executive editor Dan McCaleb about the latest figures on how much the state spends on school administration costs and more. But first, here's some of the top stories from the past week. Illinois cities are shrinking. All of them. Census data released Thursday morning shows every metropolitan area in Illinois lost total population in the 12 months ending last July. This is the first time that's ever happened. Notably, the Champaign-Urbana area saw its first year of decline, shrinking by an estimated 234 people. Bryce Hill with the Illinois Policy Institute tracks who's leaving the state and where they're going. Right, so this data right now is just a headcount, but from, uh, and the, the demographic data will come out later in the year, but from Previous demographic data from both Census and IRS, we know that the people leaving are mostly prime working age between you know the ages of 25 and 54. Uh, they're people who are looking for work. They're people who are most likely to start families and be somewhere for a long time. And so the people who are leaving are really uh, the state's workforce, and they're leaving because they're looking for jobs and they can't find them here in the state. It means that. Uh, we're going to have a smaller tax base. We're we're seeing people leaving, and we're we have you know large outstanding bills. And the governor's current progressive income tax proposal is relying on people not leaving the state. The city of Danville saw a larger percentage of its population leave the area than all but three other communities in the nation. In total, Illinois lost an estimated 45,000 in total population in the same time period. It's the largest population decrease ever. Kids in Illinois would have to start kindergarten at five years old under a plan moving ahead at the State House. Benjamin Yount reports. Illinois lawmakers are a big step closer to lowering the age to start school. The Illinois Senate last week approved a plan to lower the age to five years old. Many parents start their kids at six. Existing state law says kids have to be in school between the ages of seven and 17. Democratic Senator Kim Lightford says lowering the school age will get kids ready. It's time for them not to wait till they're six-year-old to start school, but five years old. And if parents feel that their kids who turn five over the summer months aren't prepared, then they have the extended year to have their children uh, ready. Critics say parents should decide when kids are ready for school, not the state. In addition to lowering the school age, the plan would require that every school district in the state start kindergarten classes for five-year-olds. I'm Benjamin Yant. Some Democrats are unhappy with Governor J.B. Pritzker's proposed shorting of the state's teacher pension fund over the next several years. On the campaign trail, Pritzker said the state should pay more into pensions, likening it to paying down a credit card earlier. But in his first budget proposal, he says the state should restructure payments and pay less than what's required in the coming years, paying more once the state potentially changes its income tax to take a higher percentage of income from the wealthy. Speaking on Chicago Tonight, Deputy Senate Majority Leader Kimberly Lightford says all Democrats aren't on board with that idea. I'm hoping that we could look at some of those um, ideas that you mentioned to generate revenue 
revenue so that we don't have to do that. We know that we need uh, a lot of resources from our, uh, for in order to do a capital bill. We're looking to uh, legalize cannabis for funding. We're looking at gaming, sports betting. We're looking at a number of initiatives so that we don't have to do that. Republican Senator Don DeWitt says skipping pension payments is what got the state into the deep debt that it's currently in. The governor in his budget address in January suggested another pension holiday, uh, upwards of a billion dollars, and then borrowing another two and a half billion dollars to cover a portion of that, while extending the amount of time that would be required to pay ultimately the pension debt. Stretch it up by about seven years, Correct. right? The Edgar, the Edgar ramp that was established when Jim Edgar was mayor put a target of 2045 as being the time where that debt could be taken care of. The current governor now wants to move that to 2054, 2055, uh, this is the, the same practice that got us into the trouble we're in right now under Governor Blagojevich back in 2005-2006. Democratic State Representative Kathy Willis says members of her party are not on board with the thought. I think we want to wait and see, look for um, possibly a better alternative to that because it is a We've seen, we don't want to repeat history. We don't want to see this, but we, we're open to ideas. But that not, doesn't necessarily, this means this idea. Lawmakers have one month to pass a budget. If you filed your taxes and either got a tax refund or paid the government, you're a step ahead of Illinois' governor. Ben Yant has that story. Governor J.B. Pritzker didn't file his taxes on tax day. The governor told reporters that he, like millions of Americans, got an extension. So he doesn't know if the Trump tax cuts saved him any money. As you know, I don't file my taxes until uh, the October deadline because um, I have, as you know, a complex um, uh, tax return. And uh, so I couldn't tell you the answer to that. The governor then pivoted on the question and talked about how his tax plan to raise taxes on top earners in Illinois would provide tax breaks to low-income families in the state. Governor Pritzker's estimated net worth is somewhere between three and three and a half billion dollars. I'm Benjamin Yacht. Citing the high cost of living, taxes, and violence, a poll of Chicagoans 55 and older found nearly half have considered leaving and more know someone who has thought about it. The AARP poll was conducted in December and focused on the Chicago mayoral election, but included in the survey more than 800 likely voters over age 55 was whether they'd considered leaving the city. 44% said they had thought about it. AARP Illinois Director Bob Gallo says the high cost of living and high taxes were the two reasons most said they were considering leaving. Push is coming to shove in these people's lives, where with the, the you know, the, the the ongoing increases of property taxes, utilities, whether it's electric, gas, or, or water, or even some of the very small things have gotten pushed them to the point of, you know, I, if I can't, I can't afford to live here, um, I, and um, I've got to look for something else where I can live my life in a way that is going to be comfortable and affordable. And that's really what we're not only hearing in the surveys, but we're, what we're hearing in um, community forums that we did, um, tele-town hall forums where we talk to thousands and thousands of people. AARP has done listening tours across the state, and Gallo has found the same issues wherever he goes. This all, you know, adds up whether you're living in, you know, Peoria, you know, Carbondale, Kankakee, or Chicago. Um, everyone's having the same fear and concern that um, government, <clears throat> the government and, and elected officials who are supposed to be representing their concerns um, have been tone deaf to what's going on in any individual's life and how 
um, the decisions that they make or do not make affect real people. Gallo says those figures should startle local officials looking to keep the city's economy booming. When people leave, um, they take their spending with them, um, but they also take their civic participation with them as well. You know, older adults, um, you know, volunteer at much higher levels than other people because they have more discretionary time. Um, you know, you just think about the baby boom generation itself that has the highest amount of discretionary spending. And as they're looking towards retirement and trying to catch up on savings and they're seeing like, gosh, it's really hard to save money. Um, you know, I'm really concerned about when I'm going to stop working, you know, and it might be, you know, it could be 15, 10, five years away. You know, I'm, I'm not making ends meet here, so I better go somewhere else where it costs less, so I'm, so I'm putting some money aside. So we lose all of that. The city saw the nation's largest total population decrease in the 12 months ending last July, according to U.S. Census data just released this week. Supporters of Illinois' popular but endangered private school scholarship program may be swaying some lawmakers to rethink their willingness to go along with Governor J.B. Pritzker's plan to phase it out. A House resolution filed Wednesday highlights a number of success stories of Illinois residents who have benefited from the state's offer of a tax credit for donations to fund private school tuitions. House Resolution 289 has seven Democrats joining State Representative David McSweeney as sponsors as of Wednesday. So the top four positions are filled with Democrats, and this just shows uh, bipartisan support uh, for the program. McSweeney was one of the lawmakers to vote against the school funding formula change that contained the Invest in Kids Act, but he says it was due to the spending. I oppose the public school portion because of the cost, but, uh, uh, but I certainly fully, fully, fully supportive of this part of it. Governor J.B. Pritzker is proposing to phase out the program. Video gambling supporters are pushing back against Governor J.B. Pritzker's plan to nearly double the state's tax on the betting terminals. Barry Gregory owns Crehan's Irish Pub and Banquet Facility in Belleville. He says allowing video gambling terminals in his business allowed him to pay his staff more, invest in community events, even renovate his storefront. The very next day we gave our staff a pay raise all across the board. And then since it's been into effect, we've given other raises along the way. And also just uh, this past year in 2018, we completely redone the outside of the building. So it's been very helpful. He's one of the businessmen who has signed on in support of Bet on Main Street, a coalition opposed to the governor's proposed tax hike on the gambling operators that supply bars, VFWs, and other establishments with terminals. Pritzker's budget would raise the tax rate from 30% to 50% on gambling revenue above $2.5 million. While one small business that operates a few terminals wouldn't make that much, the companies that work with people like Barry would apply, thus cutting into his earnings and others as well. Those are the top stories of the week. You can find those and more online at ilnews.org. Coming up for Illinois in Focus, commentary from Illinois News Network publisher Chris Krug and executive editor Dan McCaleb. This is Illinois in Focus. For the Illinois News Network, I'm Cole Lauterbach. and welcome back to Illinois News Network, Illinois in Focus, Crosstalk segment. It's Chris Krug, publisher of INN, joined as I normally am by Dan McCaleb, executive editor of INN. Dan, what's going on today? 
hey, get ready for Easter. How about you? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a terrific time of the year. I, I, the weather would cooperate a little bit better for the rest of us. Uh, you know, across Illinois, I'd be just a skosh happier, but uh, it, it hasn't snowed for at least three days. So, you know, it seems like we're headed in the right direction. Yeah, and my back, uh, my back's uh, finally recovering from uh, shoveling that inch, eight inches we got. I'm sure. You know, we ain't getting any younger, as they say. Um, hey, man, we got a lot of good things to talk about this week. In, in you know, a, a, a subject that kind of, you know, dogs Illinois and hangs around in the background is a population decline. And while the, you know, that you read these stories about, you know, immigration and, you know, the increased number of people in the United States, uh, the opposite is the case uh, here in Illinois, where we've had a steady decline, uh, measurable really over the past uh, decade, and the number continues to drop in, in every survey that we've read. So one of the things that, 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 you know, has been sort of unclear is where within the state are people leaving and uh our cole lauterbach had a story this week about the the population declining in all metro areas uh in the state of illinois which i believe is a first what, what can you tell us about this yeah that, that's exactly right uh chris um illinois as a state overall has lost population each of the last five years, four of those years have been in the tens of thousands uh, of people. And a report this week released by the U.S. Census Bureau, um, we found out that every single one of Illinois' metropolitan areas um, uh, lost population uh, year over year. Chicago, Danville, Decatur, Carbondale, Springfield, Kankakee, Rockford, Bloomington Normal, Champaign, Champaign-Urbana, they all lost population. Most of that is down to migration, people moving for better opportunities in other states. Do you have any insight as to why? I mean, you know, from a percentage standpoint, it really looked like, you know, Decatur, which is among the smaller of, of the cities that you went through, um, really took a hit. Any any insight as to why in Decatur in, in particular? I saw that number was down like 1.2 percent. Yeah, one, one of the highest uh, in, in the countries. But from a de- demographic standpoint, the the majority of people are leaving aren't aren't retirees older folks looking for warmer weather etc it's working age people 25 to 54 the 25 uh, to 54 demographic that's the majority of folks who are leaving they're obviously leaving for opportunities not not good paying jobs in illinois um and there are better paying jobs in other states that's uh, uh it's a it's a story that we're going to continue to follow you know as uh, illinois population has slid under 13 million and doesn't uh, doesn't seem to be projected by anyone's measure of turning around so I mean it's like this is this is a sort of story of a, a slow deterioration yeah and the, and the ramifications for everybody who sticks it out here are are huge fewer people means fewer taxpayers means fewer consumers to boost the economy. Well, let's um, let's let's talk about you know part of the the taxation question. This is a, a um that you had authored this week, and this was an opinion story uh, about a report that was released that highlights the need for school consolidation across the state. Illinois has um has actually, believe it or not, more 
individual school district units than the state of California, which is about two and a half times the size of, of Illinois. And, um, and, and what they're advocating for, and, and I believe what you're advocating for would be, you know, a consolidation of quote unquote administrative bloat. Can you get into the nuts of this for us? Yeah. So the Metro, um, Metropolitan Planning Council issued a uh, report um, recently that shows that Illinois um, Illinois spends $544 per student on administrative costs. That doesn't include classroom teachers or you know lower level school staff. That's just in administration. $544 per student. The national average is $226 per student. We have 852 uh, school districts most in the country. California, with way more population than Illinois, um, it, it spends 30% less than Illinois does on school district administrators. Wow. There's been talk about trying to consolidate um, school districts in Illinois, uh, but local school boards have resisted that, um, but it, it need, really needs to happen. This is one of those cost drivers that leads to our second highest in the nation um, property taxes. And it's one of the causes of people deciding to move elsewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, do you have an insight? I mean, this is a subject I know that, uh, that you spend a, a fair amount of time on. Is there a point in time in Illinois history where, where this really started to grow to this level of uncontrolled expense? Or has this been sort of a, a slow boil? I mean, I remember, you know, covering stories in particular around, you know, um, 9-11 and after 9-11, you know, when there were federal mandates made about having additional administrators within the schools uh, to effectively serve as compliance officers for safety. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that there have been other mandates that have been made that have that have served to increase the size of administration. But is, is, is there any other driver or any specific uh, cause for the escalation of administrative costs uh, across the board in the state of Illinois? If you could, like, identify symptoms. What, it, it's really it's a matter of um, very poor state and local planning. This is a problem um, that manifests itself over many decades. Um, it's not it, – it, it, there's not one specific – point in time where you can target uh, uh, the number of school districts exploded, the number of school administrators exploded. One one interesting thing that we found out from our reporting um, that I found out from our reporting today is that actually um, if you took Chicago out, Chicago is public schools is such a huge school system. If you took Chicago out of the equation, it would be that much worse. Um, because uh, Chicago actually has uh, fewer, fewer uh, administrators um, per student than the entire rest of the state. Is there is any action likely to come from this? Well, there is uh, there is pending legislation uh, in Springfield, and of course you could say that every year because there's always some sort of legislation, some some responsible lawmakers looking to to um, help the situation. But there is. Um, uh, a, a bill that passed the House, the Illinois House unanimously, moves to the Senate when they return from spring break, that would create um, a committee. Now, of course, 
creating committees doesn't necessarily solve problems, but it looks like this one has more momentum than past efforts does that would make recommendations on consolidation of uh, school districts. And um, those recommendations then would be taken back to voters um, in these school districts and they could decide for themselves uh, if they want to consolidate school districts in their areas. There's room to be somewhat optimistic uh, that this bill will pass the Senate, um, become law, and we'll see what happens from there. Well, I look forward to the ongoing coverage of that issue because I think it's something that, you know, every Illinois taxpayer, whether they have school-age children or not, um, they they are, are affected by this, and I think that there, there simply would be value in, um, in, in seeing this uh, change in, in some meaningful way. So we got time for one more thing, and I wanted to talk about this. This is a this is you know sort of an ongoing issue in the state of Illinois. <laughs> Believe it or not, we're going to talk about pensions again today. So um, as part of um, as part of a of a of a plan um, that that is that I believe has originated, you know, with uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker. I don't think that this is coming up out of the House. I don't believe this is coming out of the Senate. Uh, but there's a plan to start to short the teacher's pension fund, uh, effectively kicking the can down the road in anticipation of the passage of a progressive tax. This is something that INN wrote about this week. Uh, it was, again, it was another cold water box story. Uh, tell us more about that and, and give us whatever insight you can just to kind of get this conversation started. Right. Well, Part of uh, Governor Pritzker's uh, budget plan, as you said, would um, push um, pension payments for all, all the state's um, public pension systems down the road as he um, promotes and tries to get uh, a constitutional amendment approved that would allow for a progressive tax. So he could, ta he could tax higher earners at uh, higher rates. The earliest uh, that could happen, if it does happen, because one, he needs a supermajority in both the House uh, and the Senate to pass it, to get it on the 2020 ballot. So, and then you need um, a supermajority at the ballot to, to approve it. So all of this is iffy. All of this is risky. Um, the earliest, if everything goes the way Governor Pritzker wants it, the earliest new revenue could come in is 2021. Well, he's got an unbalanced budget right now. He needs revenue now <clears throat> for the fiscal uh, 2020 budget to to get through the, the, the current fiscal year, fiscal uh, 2019. So what he proposes is um, pushing pension payments further down the road. And you know what? <laughs> That's been tried before and got us into the mess that we're in. I was going to say, that doesn't sound like a new concept here in the state of Illinois. No, uh, cer certainly not. In fact, um, uh, the former governor, Jim Edgar, infamously proposed the uh, what's now called infamously, infamously called the Edgar ramp that started this whole train wreck and it's also and Governor Blagojevich did the same thing um, and it's led to where we are today pensions that are conservatively underfunded by about 135 billion dollars well um, thank you for uh, uh, shining a, a light and rays of happiness uh, across Illinois uh, on this uh, Easter weekend. Uh, Dan, it's always a, a pleasure to talk shop with you and, and get behind the stories that INN's working on. I appreciate you joining me today. Thanks for having me. Enjoy it. For Dan McHale, this has been Chris Krug. You've been listening to Illinois News Network, Illinois in Focus, Crosstalk.
Now to Cole Lauterbach with a look at what we'll be working on next week. Next week, we'll look at the head of the final month before lawmakers must pass a state budget and what's the state doing to fight the anti-vaccination movement, as well as just how law enforcement is going to catch drivers under the influence of recreational cannabis should it become legal in Illinois. This has been Illinois in Focus. Find more stories and commentary online at ilnews.org. For the Illinois News Network, I'm Cole Lauterbach.